tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Uh, good afternoon to you, wherever you're listening and watching from. Welcome to the Masterclass, your business development program on Joy 99.7 FM. And uh, I'm excited to be here today. My name is Daryl Kwao, sitting in for Yao Enim Banafo. And well, Masterclass is powered by Joy Business, as you may be aware, brought to you by Gwell. Well, good energy, well, Yanaraya India. And Masterclass is also brought to you by uh, First Code Management Services, Industry Get It Right, and Lancaster University, one of the only British university campuses in West Africa where you can get the right education. We are going to be here till uh, about 2.15 uh, discussing project management, uh, a subject we have been discussing uh, since the beginning of the month of October. It's the 20th day of October, and it's also the uh, tenth month of the year, and I want to say something that yeah, Bernard would have said if you were if you were here. If there is something you want to do, rise up and start moving. Start doing something for yourself for time and tide. They wait for no man. So great to be with you once again. My name is Daryl. Remember that you can follow us on Facebook, is streaming live right now. If you want the audio visual experience, my guest uh, this afternoon knows a bit more about audiovisual experience, but that's not what he's going to be talking about. As I said, he's going to be talking about the subject of project management. Uh, we've been taking you through various sub-areas. Um, I believe that uh, last week he touched on uh, project planning and before then project initiating. But I just want to tell you a bit about Latif Abubakar. Uh, you should have heard about him by now. Popular pl- uh, playwright, also project management author and a trainer. He's also the CEO of Globe Management Institute and Globe Productions. I was actually uh, looking through his uh, bio and there's a lot to tell you. So I'm going to cut it short because I'll not exhaust everything. I'll take like five minutes or so but it's great to have you in the studio with us uh this afternoon latif abubakar how are you doing how is your week going so far i'm doing great so far so good we are grateful to god ah great um and so i just want to hop on right to what we are discussing uh, so that we can make time and uh, wherever you are just get your pens paper ready because class will be beginning very soon we want to start though with uh, a quick recap of what uh, Latif has been taking us through for the last couple of weeks, Latif. So we 
we are doing project management and we're trying to break it down to the simplest way um, possible. I mm-hmm. mean, so um, some high level recap, basically. Um, we started talking about project management in, in terms of what projects are. So we went into the world of projects. Uh, spoke about projects, differentiated projects from operations. Mm-hmm. Talked about some factors that affect projects. That's the enterprise environmental factors. And then the organizational process assets. And then we went, um, we talked about the project life cycle briefly. Uh, we also spoke about the project management life cycle. I think that um, for uh, this particular lesson, we're, we're fo- we wanted to focus on the project management life cycle because that is actually the practical aspect of project management. Mm-hmm. If you want to implement projects at, at, I mean, be it at home or workplace, you, you need a practical aspect of project management, which is the project management life cycle. And we said that it comprises of five main processes, which is initiating, planning, executing, monitoring and controlling and closing. I give an overview that begins with the fact that every project begins as an idea in the mind of a person. That idea is crystallized into an objective. Someone is appointed to make sure that he he or she brings the objective into reality. The person who is appointed to make sure those objectives are brought to reality is the person we refer to as project managers. That person picks up a document which authorizes the project to begin and authorizes him to be in charge of the project. That document is what we refer to as the project charter. Mm-hmm. Upon assuming the role of a project manager by picking up the project charter, the first thing you do as a project manager is to make sure you find out people who may affect your project positively or negatively or people your project might affect positively or negatively. In doing that, we will say you are in a process called identifying stakeholders. So immediately you are given a doc- the document, which is called a project charter, that authorizes the project to begin and authorizes you, the project manager, to begin work. The immediate thing you do is to identify stakeholders. Mm-hmm. If you're able to achieve these two things, develop project charter and identifying stakeholders, we would say in the professional world that you are done with project initiating. So to initiate a project, like we spoke about last week, is basically you developing the project charter and identifying the stakeholders. Then we moved into planning. And so... Planning, we just spoke briefly about the project management plan. That is a framework that guides us to do planning properly. That project management plan is the umbrella body, which contains subsidiary plans. And we spoke about the nine plans that are found in the project management plan. So if you open a dashboard, which is a project management management plan dashboard, you are expected to see certain subsidiary plans within the project management plan dashboard, Mm -hmm. which is the scope management plan, the schedule management plan, the cost management plan, the quality management plan, the risk, the resource management plan, the risk management plan, the communication management plan, then the procurement management plan, and then the stakeholders management plan. So these nine plans are actually found within the project management plan. So for you to have a complete project management plan, we are saying that you need to have information about these subsidiary plans for the project management plan to be complete. Now, we are trying to find the simplest, easiest way to plan a project. 
on the masterclass. And the simplest, easiest way to plan a project for me, it's basically you identifying, going through a process we call collect requirements, which we spoke about last week. Trying to clarify stakeholders' needs, identifying and clarifying stakeholders' needs, wants, and expectations. That's the first thing. If you want to go to the simplest way of planning a project, the first thing you do is... Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You identify and clarify stakeholders' needs, wants, and expectations. Needs, wants, and expectations are what we turn into requirements. And the success of every project, actually, it's, it's basically meeting your requirements. For a project to be successful simply means that you have met the requirements of a project. So identifying the requirement is key. So after identifying the stakeholders, the next prominent stage process we go through is trying to find out from the stakeholders what is required for the project to be successful. So I give an example. My project is, I, I like using food. I like food, and that's why I'm so fat. That I'm makes two of us. <laughs> so, I use Bamku and Okro still, just for basic understanding. And I was saying that if you want to prepare Bamku and Okro for the family uh, or for some visitors, you would ask them what usually they need, mm-hmm. what they require. What do they require? We need Bamku for, for us. We can eat, each person can take just one ball, just to know the quantity of balls you should prepare. You need to know whether they like it okra soup or okra stew. That's another requirement. You need to know what kind of meat, whether they do beef, whether they do fish, whether they are vegetarians, and so on and so forth. So you need to find out all the requirements and specifications so that you are able to know the quantity you should prepare and the type of food you need to prepare. That's all we are saying. So you collect those requirements from all your stakeholders. When these requirements are guarded, it helps you move into a very important stage, which we call the project scope statement, development of the project scope statement, or a process that actually is referred to as defined scope. Mm-hmm. The defined scope simply means that, look, after getting your requirements from the stakeholders, use the requirement to elaborate on your initial document, which is your project charter, to come up with a new document that will give us a detailed description of the work that needs to be done on our project. That document is what we refer to as the project scope statement. So the project scope statement is actually the document we are looking out for. Because with the project scope statement, we are able to determine the detailed work that needs to be done. So that nobody goes doing certain activities that are not part of what we are supposed to do. You can only develop the project scope statement if you collect the, the right requirements, which we did before. So when we have the right requirements, we use the requirement to elaborate on our charter. Remember, the charter was the first document you develop before every project begins. 
it gives you a high level definition of the project. Then, so this high level definition of the project, which is the charter, is now being elaborated using the requirements we have collected from the stakeholders to come up with a new document called the project scope statement. Right. Because at the end of the day, for every project, you must be able to know the scope of work that needs to be done. Your budget depends on the scope of work. Your schedule or timelines depend on the scope of work. So before you can even talk about budget, your HR, human resources that you require, any activities that you want to do would all depend on what? The scope of work. With the scope of work, you'll be able to measure quality. With your scope of work, you'll be able to determine the human resources you need. Because if you know that per the scope of work, you're supposed to do A, B, C, then you look out for people who are experienced in doing A, B, C. So come on board to help you do that. So your scope of work helps you determine your budget, helps you determine your schedules or your timelines, helps you determine your quality standards, and so on and so forth. It helps you determine even your risk on the project because you can't go about determining risk beyond the scope of work. Mm -hmm. The risk must be in relation to what the project you are embarking on. So it's important for you to have your project scope statement to know your scope of work, which is the amount of work, the detailed amount of work you need to be doing on the project for the project to succeed. Within the scope, the project scope statement, the project scope statement is a statement about the scope of work. So within that, there's an important element in there, which we call major deliverables. The major deliverables are basically significant points within our project. They are significant points within our project. We usually want to find out, so it's like setting targets for ourselves. Mm. So if I have a project, what are the three, two, four, five, or six major points I will seek to achieve? So you're giving yourself like milestones. So they, are, they, are major, they, can, they are called major right. deliverables or milestones. Okay. Uh, we, we just have to sum it up quickly so we can get on to today's topic. Yeah. yeah. No, so we are, we, are, we are into today's topic. <laughs> that's the work breakdown structure. Yes. Yes, so that's where I'm going to. Yes, uh, and so I just wanted to point out, just because you brought up the Bankwe and Okosu um, yeah. um, <laughs> scenario, that this is a conversation not just for the high-level business person, but Good. everyday uh, project management, even if exactly. you're cooking for an extended family. Exactly. <laughs> it's a project on its own, and that's why uh, we it's important that we discuss this because it's helpful in the long run. So t- today we are discussing the work breakdown structure. structure. Yep. What does it entail? So... I'm, I'm just moving into it. I was trying to build into the work breakdown structure. So to develop the work breakdown structure, you need to have your project scope statement. So we, we, just, we are just wrapping up and mm-hmm. enter into work breakdown structure. Right. You understand? The work breakdown structure, per the textbook is plain in hundios. It's basically... So, so, so when I saw it, I was like, work breakdown, breakdown structure. structure. So <laughs> the, the, the definition per the books says that it's a deliverably oriented hierarchical decomposition of the work that you need to break that down. Before you scare us away, definitely, I'll, I'll break it down. I'm just saying for people reading the textbooks or yeah. people who know, yeah. the, just to give the uh, the right definition mm-hmm. and then I'll break it down. Sure. So sure it's a deliverably oriented hierarchical decomposition 
of the work that needs to be done into smaller, more manageable components. All they are saying is that you need to break down whatever project you're embarking on into smaller components. Mm-hmm. From one bigger component to the next, to, to a smaller, to the smallest, to, to activities. That's what, that's what I said, deliverably oriented. So it's breaking down your big project into smaller components until you get to activities. Okay. That is what a work breakdown structure simply means. So let me let me try and see if I'm getting you right. So with the Banku and Okosu scenario, so now I have to think about who is going to be getting the Oko, yes. who is going to be getting the so salt, good. who is going to be getting the meat. Okay, so good. So in, in talking about the work breakdown structure, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to use the Banku and Okosu as an example. Nice. To, so that people could, I love actually picture, uh-huh, people could actually picture it well. So we are saying that in moving back, one step sure with a project scope statement there's 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 an item in there called the major deliverables or milestones we're saying for every project try to identify three two four or up to seven major milestones or significant points that when you achieve you feel that you have you've met a particular target that's what the major deliverable simply means so mm-hmm. with our banco and okro we can say that our major deliverables are three. One, prepared banku. The major deliverables or milestones are completion of major activities. And we are saying that those major activities, you should divide your project in a way that when you put those major activities together, you get your project. Mm-hmm. So one, prepared banku is my major activity. With my project, banku and okro. We are assuming that the project is prepared banku and okro. That's the project. That my first major milestone or deliverable is prepared banku. So when I achieve, when I when I we get to achieve that target of our banku being prepared, it's our first major deliverable. Our second major deliverable is prepared okro stew, and then our third major deliverable is acquired items so let's see how it plays one if i have acquired items done if i have prepared banku done and i have prepared okro stew done don't i have my project i have it i have my banku and okro so every project can be divided into three four five major deliverables that's what we are saying and those major deliverables when brought together would give you your your project you understand? But then we are saying that the work breakdown structure is breaking down the project into more smaller components. It means that those three, two or four major deliverables can be what? Further, Further broken, broken down. down into activities. Mm. So if I pick the first item of the major deliverable, so what we are actually doing is we are doing work breakdown structure now. It's we go through a process we call a technique. We use a technique we call decomposition. Decomposition simply means breaking down the project into smaller components. So our project is preparing banku and okro. We are breaking it down into our first level. And the first level is what? Acquired items, prepared banku, and then prepared okro stew. So what we are going to do is after this, we will just put a sketch of the work breakdown structure on social media for listeners so they they see how it comes out then 
with the first level we have, we are going to break down the first levels into smaller components. The first level is, uh, the first item is, uh, what do you call it? Um, acquired items. With acquired items, I can break it down into activities. The first activity is prepared, prepare market list. The second activity is go to market. So if I prepare market list, go to market, I'll be able to achieve what? Acquired items. That's what it simply means. If I prepare market list and I go to the market, I'll be able to achieve my first major deliverable, mm-hmm. which is acquired items. Yeah. So I'm done. So I have broken down the first component of the WBS into preparing list, market list, and then go to market. You understand? So that's the first aspect. The second aspect is prepared banku. And please, no one's come and argue. I'm preparing the banku my way. No, I'm sure it will come out fine. Yeah, yeah. So to break prepared banku into series of activities, we are saying one of the activities is uh, prepare condo. The other activity is prepare cassavado. Then the other activity I have in there under prepared banku is mixing or stirring the cassava dough and condo together on fire. Mm-hmm. You understand? So if I have my condo prepared, if I have my cassava dough prepared, and I begin to stir the condo and cassava dough together on fire, what do I get at the end of the day? I get my banku prepared. Prepared banku. Exactly. So I am breaking down or decomposing the first three major deliverables into smaller activities. Mm. That is what the work breakdown structure simply means. The third aspect of it is prepared okro stew. Prepared okro stew, I'm going to break it down into activities. One is, I, I'll, I'll, I, for me, I'll prepare my meat. I'm using beef. So I'll prepare my meat, prepare my stew, and then prepare my okro. At the end of the day, we mix the okro and the stew. And we have prepared okro stew. That is my way of preparing okro. I prepare the stew differently. I prepare the okro differently. So far as you are getting the intended... That is it. Prepared okro stew. Yeah. So we are saying that with create WBS or create uh, uh, with the work breakdown structure, always pick your project. Divide your project into two, three, or up to seven. That's the per heuristic rule. That's the global standard. Major deliverables or major milestones. Milestones are significant points. That when you achieve, you feel satisfied that at least you've achieved something on your project. So our banku, I'm going over again, has been broken down into three major milestones or deliverables. Those three major milestones or deliverables, which is the first level of the work breakdown structure. So the work breakdown structure comes out like an organogram. So you have the banku and okro on top. You come to a first level. Another first level, you have prepared, you have good uh, acquired items, prepared banku, and then prepared okro stew. And the acquired items, I break acquired items into smaller activities. Okay. And those activities are one, prepare market list. And two, go to market. So if I prepare market list and go to market, I have my acquired items sorted. Then I come to the second um, major deliverable or milestones, which is actually um, prepared banku. 
with a prepared banku, I can break it down into prepare one condo, two prepare okros, a sorry, prepare cassava dough, and then stir the cassava and condo together on fire. At the end of the day, what do I have? I have my prepared banku. my prepared banku. So then the final thing is to break the prepared okra stew deliverable into smaller activities. And that is also quite simple. We are saying, one, the first activity is prepare my meat. Two, prepare my stew. Three, prepare my okra. And I have my prepared okra stew sorted. These are the various components of my work breakdown structure. The work breakdown structure is the backbone for project planning. And you will understand from here. It gives you a pictorial view of every work that needs to be done on a project. So usually when we develop our work breakdown structure, we print it and put it in the project office. Big. Mm. So you just stand as a project manager and you can picture every component of your project easily. What happens? It has a sister document called the Work Breakdown Structure Dictionary. The essence of that sister document is to give us further and detailed information about every component of the work breakdown structure. So, for instance, one of the components of the work breakdown structure is go to market. In the dictionary, if you look at it, I think you can project the dictionary on, on, on Facebook for people to also watch. Right. Because we have, the, we, I, we have the template. If you look at the dictionary, it gives you all the list of activities that we are going to perform. So, go to market, prepare market list, um, prepare okro, hey, prepare okro stew, prepare meat, prepare, no, prepare okro, prepare stew, prepare meat, prepare cassava dough, prepare condo. Those are the various activities that we, we had after breaking our project. So, it fills the activity column of the work breakdown structure dictionary. The dictionary is supposed to give us better understanding of each item in the work breakdown structure. So this is information that is standard and that's always available? It's always available. So, no, it's information that is dependent, is determined by the team. By the team. Because you did your work breakdown structure. You have your activities. But you want every team member to understand what each of the activities exactly. mean. Right. So if I say go to the market, go to market, it, it doesn't explain anything. So I could say go to Salaga market. If you are supposed to estimate how much it will cost you to go to Salaga market, what will happen? So if I tell you go to Salaga market to buy yam, yam. Well, how much would you, what would be the estimate? I wouldn't know unless you tell. Okay. So, I'm no, no rough estimate. You're going to Salaga. What comes to mind? Where, where is Salaga located? That's up north. Very Good. So, that's what comes to mind. So, going to the north will cost you, say, how much? And then the time frame might be what? It might, you would say, you end up saying, it will cost me maybe, if it's a bus, it will cost me 300 to 500 cities to go to Tamale market mm-hmm. and get the yam. Right? And the time frame might be, a day or two, depending if it's a bus, right? Now, the essence of the dictionary is to give you better understanding of each of the activities. So go to the market here that we are talking about. The dictionary says, the, the WBS says, go to market. 
or go to Salaga Market. Do you know what the dictionary does for you? The dictionary tells you what the Salaga Market is all about, or which Salaga Market we are talking about. Mm-hmm. So the dictionary has a column called Activity Description, which describes each activity into detail, which says that go to Salaga Market, that is Salaga Market at Jamestown. You know there's a Salaga Market at Jamestown? So, if I don't shop often, so... Yeah, <laughs> okay, so there's a Salaga Market at Jamestown. But I think I, I may have heard about it, yes. If, assuming you didn't know, or mm-hmm. the dictionary had not clarified that we are talking about Salaga Market at Jamestown, you would have brought me a cost of 500 cities instead of a cost of, let's say, 50 Ghana just to go to Salaga Market and come. That makes a lot of sense. I would have so, gone to the north. Exactly. There is a Salaga market, market at Jamestown. Good. So if the dictionary says prepare fish, if the activity says prepare meat, the dictionary clarifies which type of meat you need to prepare so right. that you don't end up preparing some kind of meat that the person does not like. So the dictionary is to give us a clear understanding of every activity in the work breakdown structure. The dictionary has some columns. If it's an, you can have an Excel sheet using the dictionary. So you have the list of activities. You have the activity description. That describes, gives us better understanding of each activity. Then it gives you what are the resources required to perform each activity. The same Dictionary gives you a column that states the resources required. So to go to the market, what resources do you require? Material resources, financial resources, human resources. To go to um, um, and to prepare meat, what resources do you require? Material, material resources, human resources, financial resources. You understand? So at the end of the day, based on your work breakdown structure dictionary mm-hmm. you are able to come up with the list of activities a detailed description of each of the activity the resources required to perform each activity the cost implication for each activity the start time and end time for each activity or start date and end date for each activity and then there's another column for Persons responsible for right. performing each activity. Okay. I, I'm going to hold that thought because we need to take a break right now, uh, Latif. But uh, you are listening, if you are, um, to the Masterclass on Joy 99.7 FM. It's also live on our Facebook page. We are discussing the work breakdown structure as part of uh, project management. And there's a lot of banquet and okusu cooking <laughs> this afternoon just to make it easier for you to understand. So I, I'm just hoping that you are coming along with us. We need to take this break. When we come back, we'll continue with the program. Favorite on air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302 216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. 
All right, welcome back to the master class. We are discussing uh, project management with playwright Latif Abakar. It's been an interesting uh, discussion so far. I need to acknowledge our sponsors, uh, which includes Guel. Now, Guel has good news for you. Uh, Guel is rewarding its prepaying go kart customers with two passwords discount per liter on fuels. You can also enjoy discount on lubricants at Guel stations nationwide. Elevate your goodness by joining Guel Go Club today and enjoy up to three passwords per liter discount on fuel, amazing discount on lubricant purchases, free life insurance cover provided by My Life Insurance, accrue and contribute loyalty points to a social group to fund an approved CSR project, and above all, enjoy exclusive Guel branded campaign gifts. Join the Go Club by visiting Guel stations or offices, Guel website, that is uh, registration.guel.com.gh and all Guel social media platforms. Individuals, corporate, family, and social groups join the Go Club now. Guel, good energy. Uh, yeah, and so th- there's something else I need to read, but uh, I'm not comfortable, so I'm not going to do that. All right. And so we are going to open the phone lines very soon. It says uh, the phone line numbers uh, 0302-216-541-055-111-1997. The numbers again, 0302-216-541-055-11997. Those are the numbers you can uh, call through to us if you have any questions to um, ask us here on the masterclass. Um We've been talking about the work breakdown structure as part of uh, project management, and we've been talking about the dictionary, which is um, sort of information that helps you to understand the activity that you're embarking on as a team. And so we are going to continue from there with Latif Abubakar, who is our resource person throughout this month. Now, just to remind you, you can call us on 0302-216-541, or 0551-111-997 if you have any questions. We are taking your uh, text messages as well here on this program. So let's continue from where we ended, Latif. Okay, so we were trying to clarify and let listeners understand the work of the Work Breakdown Structure Dictionary. We call Mm -hmm. it a WBS Dictionary. The WBS Dictionary gives us... um, um, detailed information about each activity on the work breakdown structure. And we, t- we spoke about the work breakdown structure and said that it's, it's a breakdown of the project into smaller, more manageable components. In project management, we actually don't want to embark on projects in, in, in an wholesome way. We want to t- divide it in smaller components and deal with it one after the other. It's just like the way when you have a tuba of yam. Mm-hmm. Or when you have bread, you don't pick a 10 CD loaf of bread and begin to, I mean, bite and take your tea. You slice it, right? We do slice and then we <laughs> take it one slide at a time. Exactly what we do with projects. We are breaking down the project into smaller components and then pick, handle them one component at a time. Which makes it easier to Which accomplish. Which makes it easier to accomplish. So this component that has been broken down is listed on the WBS dictionary, one after the other. Each of the components, which we, might ref- which we refer to as, as activities, for example, like going to the market or preparing okro, it's an activity, right? Each activity is listed on the work breakdown structure. Mm-hmm. And detailed description is given about each activity for clarification, 
for better understanding. You understand? So that if you know, if we are saying that go to market, then they must explain the type and the kind of market you must go into. All right. I hate to catch you, but there's a caller on the line. Hello. Good afternoon to you. Yeah. Good afternoon, Larry. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. Your name and where you're calling from? This is Atmanjese from tonight, Chama. All right. Your question? Yeah, thank you and your guest for an insightful down. And my question is, uh, as he has broken down, um, when you are, I mean, producing and you want a result, on the chain of quality, the type of quality you want, um, do we... If somebody decides that, okay, fine, I want to do a table. I may need this wood, nail, or all sorts of I mean, equipment to manufacture table. Do you, if you are talking about quality, can one say that, okay, if I need cocoa and more money, this type of money is somehow good. But if the money is not all that good, the cocoa will be good and will balance it so that I'll get a better result. Or do we go all out to look for quality ingredients that we need together to make a very good result? All right. Thanks for for that question, Latif. Yeah. So when it comes to quality, you need to go all out to make sure you meet quality, the quality standard. So there's no room to decide, oh, I think this this works better for you. You only decide if your stakeholders have actually agreed to it Mm -hmm. or conform to it. So this is what happens. With quality in project management, quality actually depends on the requirements you decided on. It doesn't depend on what you think is quality. It's if stakeholders say this is what they want, that automatically, or this is what they need, that automatically becomes a quality standard for that particular project. Right. If, if stakeholders say on this project, we want to use Nokia 3310, iPhone is of no quality for that particular project. Mm-hmm. The quality standard for that particular project is Nokia 3310. So conforming to stakeholders' requirements is what me, what we mean by quality. And again, if there's doubt, refer to the dictionary and, and what yes. is asking Good. you to do. Exactly. If there is doubt, then you can refer to the dictionary because the dictionary gives us a better understanding of each of the activities you want to perform. Okay, zero three zero two two one six five four one zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. There's another caller on the line. Good afternoon to you. Your name and where you're calling from? Hello, my name is Stephen. Calling from Australia. All right, Stephen. What's your question this afternoon? Yes, um, I'd like to. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member S. IPC. From the resource center about project charter. You know, you know, in 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 a, in a matrix system where projects happen in silos, who actually um, prepares the charter? Because the charter is supposed to be handed over to the project manager as um, a document on which the project manager plans the project. If you work in an organization. As a project manager, say for example, a manufacturing company, 
who actually prepares the charter to be given to the project manager. Because the project manager might not be an expert in all the departments. And within the charter, there's supposed to be a business case. So if we are not within the, um, the, the department undertaking the project, in this situation, how does the project manager go about this peculiar situation? All right, thanks, Stephen. Okay, so um, there are two ways. The standard is that the charter is prepared by the sponsor or the project management office. When we say the sponsor, so for instance, he being a project manager, if a department, say marketing, wants to embark on a project or a department, say engineering, wants Mm -hmm. to embark on a project, and you don't really understand the business case of the project or, or the project manager cannot develop, the, if the project is being sponsored by the engineering department, automatically you have the head of engineering helping you develop the charter. That's what happens. So per the standard, the charter is developed by the sponsor or the project management office. But assuming even the sponsor that has no knowledge in developing the charter, he can consult people to develop the charter. The reason why we are saying that or the textbooks will say the charter is developed by the sponsor or the project management office is that at the end of the day, he signs the document. If he consults experts to develop the charter for him or her, at the end of the day, it has to be signed by what? By the sponsor or the, project, the head of the project management office to make it legal mm-hmm. and binding. You understand? So if you, assuming you go to court and then you, they ask that who, who produced this? The person who signed it is responsible for it. So the charter will be developed by the sponsor at all costs for you. Whoever he consults to get the things right. Sometimes he even consults the project manager to get it right. And then after he, he signs and hands over the charter to the project manager to begin the project. So it depends on who is the sponsor for that particular project he's embarking on. That person automatically signs or develops the charter for him, the project manager, to work on. Great. Uh, There's still some more time for questions. 0302216541 or 0551111997. The numbers again, 0302216541 or 0551111997. So so what we are saying is that the work breakdown structure with the WBS, with the work breakdown, sorry, the work breakdown structure, with the work breakdown structure dictionary. So they call it the WBS with a WBS dictionary, those two documents could enable you to plan every simple project successfully. Okay. Because if you have your work breakdown structure, you get to know all the various activities that you need to perform to get your projects done. Then these activities will be expansiated and explained with the dictionary. Okay. I have a question. Is there a limit to which you can break down the structure? Yes. So there's a limit. You can go beyond... You can't decompose beyond seven levels. Why? Because we say that sometimes when you decompose beyond seven levels, it becomes uh, so minute, it becomes so little. We, we have a term that says that decomposition is done until you get to the work package level. Mm-hmm. The work package level simply means it can be assigned to someone. It can be estimated with regards to cost, and then it can be estimated with regards to schedule. So when you get to that level, that it can easily be assigned to someone. You don't need to further break them down again because the essence of breaking it down is to make it more meaningful for a person to be able to handle 
You understand? So it's, if it's meaningful for a person to be able to handle, there's no need really dif- separate breaking it down into smaller components again. So that is the rule of thumb with okay. regards to the decomposition. Okay. Back to your point. So now to end it up with a work breakdown structure dictionary, we're right. saying that with a dictionary, it has columns, it helps you. So if you look at, if you're following on the Facebook page, you have a picture of the dictionary. It helps you identify the start time and end time of each activities. It helps you identify the resources required to perform each activity. It helps you identify the cost implications or the cost or the budget or the amount of money needed to perform each activity. And then it has a column that allocates people or helps you find out who will be responsible for each activity that Mm -hmm. you have listed or the activities that you have on your work breakdown structure. And then the last column usually have what we call the acceptance criteria or the status of each activity. Those documents, that particular document, will enable you execute projects easily. Having the work breakdown structure and the work breakdown structure dictionary. One may ask, how, do, how then do I talk about risk? So I, I, keep, I started by saying the work breakdown structure is the backbone for planning. So because with the work breakdown structure and the dictionary, it makes HR easy. So you pick an activity on the work breakdown structure or in the dictionary, and then you can assign people who have experience to manage it easily. So you pick, go to market. You know who is, who is good in your team to be able to do that. You pick, prepare, or close to you. You know who is good in your team to be able to do that. You pick, prepare, condo. Or prepare Casavado, you know who is good in your team to be able to handle that. So with the dictionary, you're able to do pairing or assign responsibility to people easily. More importantly, we talk about risk management anytime we are talking about project management planning. Mm-hmm. This is one of the easiest way for identifying risk on our projects. You know why? Because each person that you have assigned to an activity. Mostly we assign people with experience or people who have experience in handling a particular activity to that activity. That's what we do mostly. Okay. So assuming you have assigned the right people to each of the activities, what happens? When it comes to risk identification, you would have each of those people helping you identify the risks that affect their activity they are handling. Right. And then you would be able to come up with all the series of risks that you want to gather for that particular project. Okay, unfortunately, we are out of time. In fact, <laughs> we are really out of time, and I was I enjoyed to. If you only have a four hundred one k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by three percent. You can do that. And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get three percent on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at robinhood.com/boost by April thirtieth. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. Three percent match requires gold for one year from first match must keep IRA for five years match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC